you are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Welcome into the Braves postcast for the Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after another great night of Braves baseball out west. And they're making a habit out of this thing out at Dodger Stadium. The Braves and extra innings prevail by a 4-2 score over Los Angeles. It took some home runs. It took some great pitching. It took excellent work from the bullpen. Took a little bit of everything. And the Braves had it all working in their win over the Dodgers to secure a series victory for the first time in L.A., in over a decade. And that's just one of the many things we have to talk about on this edition of the Braves Postcast. I want to remind you before we get started, make sure that you subscribe to Lockdown Sports Atlanta on YouTube. Click that little bell there. You get notified every time we drop a new episode. Make sure you leave us a like and a comment. We appreciate those. Tell a friend all about what's going on over here and subscribe to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcast. Jake, for subscribers of any and all podcasts that you or I are involved in, this series against the Los Angeles Dodgers, while we had it circled on the calendar for quite some time, has played out as good or better than anybody could have possibly reasonably expected considering just how hot this L.A. club was coming in. And the fact that this is at the end of a pretty long West Coast trip for the Braves and then be able to come and play like this the way they have, highly encouraging for this Braves team going into the final stretch and into the postseason where they could see this team again. Yeah, they definitely should feel good about where they're trending heading into the month of September now and with October growing closer by the day as well. Lots of different things in the series and in this game that I think we can take away from for what we would expect the Braves to be capable of and what the Braves are showing us, I think, more so that they are capable of this season. Let's jump inside the line score in the box score of game number 135 of the year. Braves now 90 and 45. If you're scoring at home, that's a 667 winning percentage. That is a pace for 108 wins if the Braves keep this up. It has truly been an incredible year, and they're doing it against virtually everyone, including a club like the Dodgers. Four runs, five hits, no errors. Four men left on base for the Braves. Dodgers 83-52 and 52 now as they drop the first three games of the series. Two runs, six hits, no errors. Ten men left aboard. L.A. went one for ten with runners in scoring position. That was uh, a big part of Bryce Elder's night, a big part of the bullpen's work. Lots of things went well as far as that's concerned. Michael Tonkin picks up the win in relief with a scoreless ninth inning. He's six and two. Alex Vessia gave up the big home run. It was Orlando Arcia who broke the 1-1 tie and gave the Braves the runs they needed for this win. And Rysel Iglesias worked the 10th inning for his 28th save of the year. Two hours, 43 minutes, time of game, 51,470 on, on hand at Dodger Stadium to see it. And what they saw was the Braves win their first series in L.A. since April the 23rd through the 25th of 2012. And Bryce Elder was the man who got it started. Six innings of one-run ball. And, Jake, I felt like this was a grind for Bryce Elder at times. There were the four walks in this game. But he continued the trend of doing something that I think he has done about as well or better than any other Braves starter this year, and that is making pitches and finding ways to get outs when he needs to. Certainly helps when you got that ground ball in your back pocket. Got a big one of Will Smith with the bases loaded there. That was huge to help him get out of it. I, I honestly thought he threw the ball better in Colorado where he gave up four <laughs> runs. It was really a battle for him, especially in the first four innings, and he dodged some bullets there. Like you said, making some big pitches, though. I thought the fifth and the sixth inning were his best innings, really started to find the command and control of those pitches. So, uh, again, just, you know, Bryce Selder continues to show this year what he's able to do, go deep into ball games, even when he is struggling the way that he is. You know, again, with that 
uh, sinker baller and, and the pitches that he has, he can get those ground balls to help him get out of jam. So again, probably didn't have his best stuff and he still goes six innings and only allows one run against the Dodgers in this yeah. game. I think that tells you, you know, exactly where Bryce Elder is at this point. Yeah. It should tell you a lot. It should tell you a lot about, I think the maturation process of a young starting pitcher. I mean, he's entering uncharted territory, most innings he's ever thrown most times that he's had to start. I mean, it's not new this throwing every fifth day thing, but it's how long you're going to have to do it to get through a big league season as opposed to your minor league days. That's one of the big parts, I think, of this year. And as Bryce was working his way through his second-half struggles, you just kind of felt like he had the ability to do what he did in the first half because it wasn't like he lost miles per hour. It wasn't like he started walking the ballpark. It was not some big thing that you could just put your finger on and say, well, if he could just fix that, everything would snap back to normal. But he's found ways, I think, to you know minimize damage, to be able to get the ground balls when he needs to. He just kind of had to make that adjustment to get back in the strike zone in this one. And I think you're absolutely right. He looked better as the night went on than he did early on, but he was able to get out of the jam. And the Will Smith ground ball was a big part of that. Five hits, one run. It was earned. Four walks, four strikeouts for him. Only 92 pitches. It felt like he threw a whole bunch more than that, but he really did not. 55 of those strikes. It was a grind for him but he was able to get the Braves that quality start. Ron Lacuna Jr., meanwhile, gave Bryce the only run that he would get in support. It was a monster home run to dead center field. It was 454 feet, 121.2 miles per hour off the bat, the hardest hit ball of the year. Jake, just when you think Ron Lacuna Jr. has shown you a little bit of everything, he pulls something out like that, breaks out the tape measure, and breaks the radar gun in hitting a big home run, his third already in this series. And 3-0 pitch, he got the green light, and he did not miss it. Like you said, hardest hit ball of the year, third hardest hit run, home run in the StatCast era. I mean, again, the guy's making history. I, I don't know what else you want him to do right now. He is certainly making his MVP case going up against Betts and the Dodgers. There's still a lot of month left in September here, but he is certainly uh, making, his, making a case right now. And it's just incredible to see third straight game with a home run again getting married hitting a home run every day after that i mean he is just on it right now love to see what he's doing and obviously you know hopefully he can keep this going through september and win that mvp yeah i mean all of the things coming together for ron lacuna jr both on the field and off the field it would appear as things were really in this trip to la going to be one of the most memorable series i think that he has played at least in the regular season and he's got more i think ahead of him as we move forward into September. And of course, the big things you want to do in October, but third straight game with a home run in the series, as you mentioned. And I know you and I have talked a lot about, you know, where Ronald was in regards to not just the 30 home run plateau, but getting to 40 home runs. Had a lot of people kind of questioning, well, I don't think he's going to get there. 35 max, that's really what it's looking like. And for a moment, it was. He's got three home runs in the series. He had three home runs in the 21 games leading up to this. So, he really wasn't on that pace, but this just goes to show you, Jake, I always feel like that Ron Lacuna Jr. has a home run binge somewhere in his future, and he just happened to find one out in Los Angeles at a ballpark that has been historically very unkind to the Atlanta Braves. Like I said, he, he loves the moment. I mean, he knows it. Everybody knows it coming into this series. You got all these MVP candidates in here, and he rises to the occasion. Just missed another one in this game as well. I mean, he is just on it right now. I mentioned it yesterday. It looks like maybe he's trying to get a little bit, a little bit more launch angle. Maybe he's going for the home run a little bit more. But uh, either way, like you said, he's capable of going on huge 
home run barrages here. He's had double-digit home runs in a month before, so it's mm-hmm. certainly not out of the question. So I would love to see for him see him to do it, obviously, get to that 40-40 season. I think – I don't care what Mookie does at that point. I think that would solidify him as an MVP. Yeah, you get 40-40 with 200 hits, maybe 40 doubles, 100 RBI out of the leadoff spot. I know that's something that Mookie Betts is going to have in his not-too-distant future as well, uh, leading the league in stolen bases, creating clubs that didn't even exist. And all of that while cutting down your strikeout rate and setting a career high in walks. I mean, offensively speaking, I don't know much how, how much more you could ask out of Ron Lacuna Jr., but that's a discussion we can continue to have throughout the course of the season. Uh, but the MVP of this game may well have been Orlando Arcia, career high 17th home run. It came in the 10th inning. It was a monster three-run shot off Alex Vesia. We were wondering who was going to break through, and I know if you feel anything like I do, if you're listening out there, Jake, I don't know if you feel this way, but the Braves have not always seemed to enjoy the extra inning rules of Major League Baseball, but when you hit a three-run homer and everybody gets to trot home, I think everybody's going to be pretty happy when uh, when that's the outcome. And Orlando Arcia, he continues to find some big moments himself for this Braves team, and he's done this a time or three this year. He has. And look, it's a fastball right down the middle, but it's not easy to hit a baseball. I don't care where it is. And he absolutely crushed it, squared it up. Loved the walk from Murphy before that. He's struggling, had two double plays hit in two in this game, but he gets a big walk there to extend the inning and get it to Arcia. Just a weird night offensively for both teams. Neither offense really could get anything going. And you felt like it was going to come down to that one big swing. And we talk about all the time with this Braves lineup and how deep it is. I feel good about their chances of somebody getting that big swing. And it doesn't matter whether it's Acuna hitting at the top or Arcia at the bottom. They're all capable of doing it. So again, on a night where maybe the offense didn't have it, Dodgers kind of threw the kitchen sink at them, had a kind of somewhat of an opener. They threw a lot of the really good relievers late in this game as well. But the Braves able to come through with that big hit. Yeah, and the Braves bullpen. Let's let's talk about this group for just a minute because Joe Jimenez came in, huge bounce back outing for him. I thought he looked great. AJ Minter got into a little bit of trouble, but then he was able to get some big strikeouts for himself, close out a scoreless inning on his birthday, no less. So happy thirtieth to AJ Minter, celebrate with a win. And then you got Michael Tonkin. I, I really, I mean, I've got this guy's name circled in red here. You know, a, another huge, you know, opportunity for him, a huge outing in this series. He got the big strikeout. Now he comes in in the ninth inning, scoreless frame to keep it tied, punches out Mookie Betts to close it out. I think Michael Tonkin, we're seeing a little bit of emotion from him. He's been kind of one of those unsung heroes for the Braves this year. I know he's not the guy that you expect to be coming through the bullpen door in a 1-1 game against the Dodgers, but he's been able to come in in these big moments in the series and prove that they're not too big for him. Yeah, he has. He's been great. And I mean, we talked about the beginning of the very beginning of the season. He might have been the last man on yep. the roster to begin the year. Braves didn't want to lose him. They didn't want to have to DFA him. So uh, kept him on that roster and he has earned this spot and he has come up big in this series with some big pitches. But you're right. You know, as bad as the bullpen was in that Thursday night game, Jimenez, Minter, giving up some runs there. I thought yep. it was a great bounce back performance for both of them. I thought they were Absolutely tremendous. And I thought Iglesias, working mm-hmm. four times in five days, I thought he was absolutely filthy on this night as well. I know he gave up the infield hit to Will Smith, just a bit unfortunate, but I thought his stuff looked really good. Pumping 97 in there, had the changeup going, slider, he had it all working. So what a great job by this Braves bullpen following up Bryce Elder. Yeah, just needed that one day off, it would appear, for that little reset. Kirby Yates getting the save in game two of the series. Rice getting his 28th of the year. I know he was charged with a run. It comes on what I kind of jokingly call the Manfred man. I did not coin that phrase. I think Jason Stark of the Athletic may have, but either way, it was the inherited runner that scored infield hit. I mean, if you've got Orlando Arcia cheating up the middle a little bit more 
or if Ozzy Albies is able to perhaps get to it a little bit more quickly, who knows? Maybe that's a hit that is not, you know, that's a base runner that does not get on. But either way, you know, the Braves had done what they needed to do, not just manufacturing a run in the 10th, but getting the three on the big home run from Orlando Arcia. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Ronald Acuna Jr. experience. 32 home runs now on the year. Orlando Arcia, 17 homers on the year. Looking at Ronald on the pace, 38 home runs, 76 stolen bases. He's got 123 runs scored as he played it himself in this game. Uh, truly remarkable what he is doing this year. Uh, and then as far as the stat cast is concerned, you mentioned third hardest hit home run in the StatCast era, so since 2015, sixth hardest hit ball overall. I mean, this is just some crazy stuff by Ron Lacuna Jr. And I went and looked at that StatCast leaderboard, and I know, Jake, you'll be shocked to know, if you look at the top of the average exit velocities, you'll find a familiar name, and it's Ron Lacuna Jr. What can't this guy do is starting to become my question. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I said earlier, I don't know what else you want from this guy and what he's doing this season. I mean, just doing it all. It's really fun to watch. Again, just thankful that we get to watch this on a nightly basis and see it and see how fun he's doing. And again, we've talked about it all year. You saw him last year grinding through it, coming back from that injury and just knew he wasn't being able or wasn't able to be the player that he knows he can be. So to be, see him to come back this year, the fun that he's having, being able to do just these incredible things that we know he's capable of, it's just been so fun to watch all season long. Absolutely. Big part of a, se- a season series win for the Braves over the Dodgers as they take three of the first four. Lost two out of three back in Atlanta earlier this year, but now the Braves have won at least four of the seven games. They have the chance to go for the sweep. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Want to go through the magic numbers. Want to make sure I get them right tonight. The NL East magic number is down to 12, clinching a postseason berth down to seven and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That magic number is now at 22 after the win over the Dodgers. We'll talk a little bit about game four of this series with Charlie Morton on the mound for Atlanta looking for that sweep. After I tell you about our friends over at FanDuel, they're the sponsor of this episode of the Braves Postcast. Get ready for NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet that $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. And so now is the best time, it sounds like to me, to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you won't want to miss. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. For the Braves, it's going to be Charlie Morton on the mound looking to make it five consecutive good starts for him as he guns for win number 15 of the year. He's got a 329 ERA as Charlie has been throwing, I think, his best baseball in the Braves uniform of late. Bobby Miller is the hard-throwing rookie that's going to be on the mound for LA. Eight and three ERA right at four. I think Braves saw him maybe in his big league debut back mm-hmm. in the first series of the year, if memory serves. So they've gotten a look at this kid, but obviously at eight and three, you know, that's a pretty nice little rookie season he's putting together. Yeah, good young uh, starter over there for the Dodgers. They turned those out over there. Sheehan looked really good tonight, just not stretched out quite yet. But, yeah, he did make his debut against the Braves. Five innings, four hits, a walk, one earned run, and five strikeouts. So he was able to hold down this Braves lineup. But Charlie Morton, I mean, the run he's on right now, you know, being able to command those pitches, limit those walks ever since that start against the Mets. He's been so good keeping the ball in the yard as well. You know how devastating he can be with that curveball when it's on. So hopefully that continues for him. Would love to get a sweep, obviously, and end off this uh, West Coast trip. Yeah, you'd love to get that. I mean, you win two out of three in San Francisco, sweep the Colorado Rockies, then win three in a row against the L.A. Dodgers, a six-game winning streak overall, a chance to go, what, nine and one on a 10-game trip out West. 
I've covered the Braves for a long time. I have watched the Braves for even longer. And I can tell you, Jake, I usually get a little bit uh, uneasy or anxious, if you will, when the Braves head out to the West for this long. So this is one of the best trips out West I can think of. I don't know if you can come up with a better one off the top of your head, but if you could win nine out of 10, particularly doing it against a club like the Giants to start it out, a place like Coors Field that can, even if you win those games, can ruin your pitching staff. And then to go in and face a club that was coming off an historically ridiculous month of August, this is quite a run for this Atlanta Braves team. And oh, by the way, win number 90 of the year recorded tonight, and they show no signs of slowing down. No, it's, it's great. I mean, you're, I'm right there with you. Anytime they go out west, that's why I deem this road trip as one of the, the biggest roadblocks left in the season for this team, and they have passed it with flying colors. Yeah, they definitely have. They took the hottest team in baseball. They've thrown three buckets of water on them thus far. They'll look to completely put out that fire, or at least in this series, as they go for this week behind Charlie Morton in Game 4. That comes your way on Sunday afternoon, 4.10 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch. It's Morton against Bobby Miller as the Braves look for that four-game sweep against the Dodgers. That'll wrap things up for this edition of the Braves Postcast on Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed, hit the bell, get those notifications. Make sure you leave us a like and a comment, share the show with a friend, and subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, your final score it was the Braves four, the Dodgers two in 10 innings. Orlando Arcia, one of the many heroes on this night, will be back at you after game four of the series. And until then, so long. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 